And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 150 today, week six recap. Your host, Sirius Farrow, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, and my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother? Doing well. Bye, we stream everyone well, I hope. Uh, getting healthy, hopefully for the, the end stretch run. Dad, how are you doing tonight? It's only 10-15, we're early tonight. Yeah, I know, it's nice. Very, man. very it's early, nice. very early podcast tonight. Love um, that. Love that. Week six scores. Is there any news you want to say before uh, we start talking about news. the games? Everyone, happy Easter. Well, when you hear this, it'll be Easter in a few days. Um, and Passover. Passover, yeah. Um, honestly, I have nothing to say. I think the league's been the league did all right last week. There were no problems. Uh, we'll be at Sarahville High School next time we play, but I'll obviously send that to the captains a bunch in the next week or so. But uh, yeah, two weeks to go. Exciting times. A lot of teams still fighting for playoff spots. All right, let's start. A lot of good games on the board here. Clemson against Cal, 25-19. to 19. Great game. 19. What happened in this one? Um, uh, well, for one, Trevor Garland played a phenomenal game. Um, I thought he was very decisive with the football. He used his legs a lot more in this one. He ran a few times, escaped the pocket, um, thought he did a really good job of uh, making plays with his feet and kind of just doing what he needed to do to move them down the field. The defense, again, being amazing bunch of pass breakups to the line. One of them by Alex turned into a touchdown in the end zone by George Tremarkey. Um, they're just a really, their defense that I think they have the most defense touchdowns in the league. They probably got seven or eight this year. They score on defense. They have long offensive drives. So they're controlling the clock a lot of the times and they're really making uh, life difficult for their opponents. And I feel like Cal, the same problem probably occurs that they, they have a weak link on their offensive line. It makes Kyle's have to scramble out of the pocket. Um, maybe hurry up his throws a little bit. One thing I was a little shocked to see in this game was there were no shots to Pete Mancini, and there was a clear height mismatch between him and the secondary for the Clemson. Uh, Clemson. I know Chris Johnson and Anthony Brett are two very good athletes, but Pete's also a very good athlete and also stands at like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, can jump out the gym. So I was a little surprised we didn't see any shots to him down the field. Um, but Kyle's played a really good game. Outside of the interception that he threw, um, the interception that he threw, that got batted back. In the end zone, I thought he honestly played a pretty fine game. Um, they got stopped a couple times in the goal line, but Clemson's defense is really good. So uh, I was expecting a very good game. I think I picked Cal U. I think you one. picked Cal. I think I picked Cal. Um, it was a good game, though. It, I, I texted my group chapter and said Cal U versus Clemson was a banger, honestly. Uh, Anthony Brett with the game-winning touchdown, basically uh, with like 10 seconds left. Um, Moss over Valinati in the end zone. He had two in this game, I believe. Chris Johnson scored a touchdown in this one as well. Um also like seeing you beer touch the ball on offense. He's a really good, he's honestly a good athlete, really good athlete, and he has a couple of spin moves that make people miss. So uh, overall, good game by both teams, but uh, Clemson comes out on top. Dad, did you see this game? Yeah, I did. Uh, just we call, well, I called out uh, Trevor early in the last podcast. Yes. Told him that this game he needed to step up against a quality team, and he delivered. He delivered big time. I thought he was the difference in this game. Uh, he was sharp. I, I love his reads coming out out of the huddle, looking at the, the defense. And on the last game when he touched down, I told him this when on the sideline. I said, I, when I when they first came out, I saw the matchups, and I'm saying if I'm going to Brett on um, Valinati. No, no, nothing against Valinati. I just I think Brett's a, a tremendous receiver. I like the matchup. He saw it. He put the ball in the air, and I swear to God, if you're on the side with me, I turned around, walked away, I said, that's game. I didn't even look at the end okay. of the play. All right. And that was it. And a, a great game by Trevor. Great game by by. Um, yeah. Great game by Clemson. Clemson. Also, again, uh, one of the differences in this game, a batted ball. Uh, they got, yeah, got intercepted in the end zone. Yeah. They just keep doing that. They they 
fill the passing lanes. They make it really tough to throw the ball. If they're not sacking you, they're batting the ball. Yep. And, and, and only good things are happening when they do that. Yep, uh, I agree. I like Clemson, man. They are rolling. Um, they look like they look very competitive. They are winning games against quality opponents. And uh, Trevor, Trevor got back on track the last couple weeks after uh, after the the bad game against Texas A&M. He's looked good the last two. And they they uh, go into Easter Easter bye week with two game winning streak. Yeah, they, I they, like them rolling. They play like that. Trevor plays like that, and yeah. it's gonna be tough to beat that team. Um, I think for Cal U, their defensive line was still very good in this game. Their defense pulls flags very well. Um, they made they made them work for they made them work for their t- their touchdowns, but um, offensively only scoring nineteen points. Just especially when you also give up a touchdown defensively, just it's tough to win that way. Um, I'm not worried about this Cal U team. They they bounce back later in the day in their second game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, just a tough loss. Nothing you could do. You were tied nineteen nineteen with 10, 15 seconds to go. Yeah. You, it got, happens. I got a shot to CJ. Uh, Chris Johnson. Chris yeah. Johnson. Game uh, interception. And also, I think it's the league leading interception. Yeah, it's it? league leading. League leading. He had two in this game. Boy, they're tough out there. They got a lot of dogs on that team, so I'm 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 excited about the way both these teams look. Nice. No. Oh yeah. Just so you know, I've slacked hard this week with the bye week. There are no stats done. Got it. Nice. Good, uh, good recap of the game there. Sounds like you guys are both high on, still high on Cal, even after a tough, yeah. tough loss. And that, like you said, you called Trevor out. You said he needs a win. This would be a huge win for him. Like you know, probably second biggest win in his career, <laughs> other than uh, other than beating Christman in the playoff game. Yeah. And then this was like people thought Cal was the biggest team. Um, let's go to the next game, Kurtz. Your game, Louisville against Ooh. Army. Where the final score ends twenty eight to thirty four, but I heard it was not even close to being this close for the majority of the game. Uh, yeah, I uh, I came into the game not wanting to run because I hurt myself the day before the G League. There's no excuse though. Obviously, came out flat. They jumped on us early. Uh, they had a big play. It was fourteen. It was fourteen seven. We had just gotten the ball back, and on fourth down or third down or fourth down, Connor Mullen strip sacks me in the backfield, takes it to the house, kind of changes the complexion of the game a little bit. Um, but then the second half, my adrenaline kind of kicked in, and I told my team we weren't going to lose by 30 to my friends, and yeah. we kind of started making a run. I was kind of I, – I really couldn't feel my leg at that point. Like, I kind of was just running on adrenaline. We made it really close. We had a chance at the end, but Mike ran in for a touchdown. We got the – we got it back to six, and then we just didn't get the onside kick, and we called it a game because we had a second one after. Um, they played really well. Army is a really good team. They were all there, I think, for the first time all season. Um, Mike looked really good throwing the ball. Our defense, without me out there, was lacking a little bit, I thought. No Dylan in this game either. Um, it's a good win by them. Mike looked really good in this game. Their line play was great. Joe Nunez was a beast. Connor Mullen has definitely solidified himself as the number one target on this uh, this Army team, as he seems like right now. He's really the only one with the most reliable hands on that team. Um, and Mike now knows that with him and Joe Nunez. they got to kind of be the guys that get the ball. Their defense does a good job pulling flags for the most part. We kind of exploited them towards kind of the end when they probably were in a little bit more of a prevent defense than what they were in the beginning of the game. But, um, yeah, our first loss of the season, not always a great feeling. That was our first loss. It was the first loss of the year. For me, I wasn't. I didn't take it very lightly. Um, but, yeah, the the, leg, the first half, I just could have been able to run a little bit. Like, it, I think it could have been a little bit different. Maybe we don't get blown out 28-7 to 7 at a point. But good win by Army. Dad, uh, I really wanted to see this game, but when I saw Kurt's been limping out at the start of the game, I didn't I just, even want to play. I, 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 I heard he, he might not have played, but, so I, I just 
I just went over to the other game, so I really didn't see much of this game. No, it's okay. Uh, you, no, you, 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 you shut did. down. No, 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 he it? did. Well, I think once it, got, it probably got to a point, you probably were gonna come over. You checked the score it was twenty two to seven yeah. or twenty eight to seven. You said, okay, Kurtz isn't feeling himself right now, which I wasn't. Um, I didn't throw any interceptions. I like I was. You would have benched Kurtzman if he was on your fantasy team pregame. Yeah. If you yeah, saw yeah, how he came out, if, you if he's him. hurt and he can't be the player that he is, then you know. Yeah, like without me running the ball, we didn't do any play action. We didn't roll the pocket at all. I was trying to throw from the pocket. And not take anything away from Army. They no. got a great team, and they showed up this week in both games. Yeah, uh, love the way they played. Uh, Mike's getting better every week. Crestman uh, lost the Rowan Bowl. Rowan Bowl. Rowan Bowl. Yeah, no, no, they were they were really good. They had a lot of energy too from the start of the game. Harnish, Morick, uh, and Nunez kind of controlled the line of scrimmage. And once again, we did not generate much of a pass rush in this game. I feel like we didn't make Mike think. We didn't make him have to make quicker decisions. So we have to figure that out going forward. All right. Let's go to ooh, you do? next game. Both these teams are in the next game. I guess I'll stay with you here. Uh, oh, yeah, stay with yeah, Louisville against Memphis in a 20-43. Yeah, I was terrible. Uh, I threw a couple interceptions. The wind was wicked. I couldn't throw through it. My arm strength just isn't like that. Um, they jumped out early again on us. We scored on a long touchdown. With missed flag grabs, we were very tired. From our, we were very tired, lethargic. They came out in their first game. They were pissed off. They came out, kind of controlled the game from start to finish. They kind of got whatever they wanted offensively. Isaiah Cope scored three touchdowns. I think Ralph McFadden scored a touchdown or two. Um, their offensive line is very good with Daryl playing for Delon in the meantime with Chris Hunter and Latempa as well. Honestly, by this time I was I didn't feel my leg, so I was able to run around a little bit. But the interception, I threw three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Two of them were short arm throws. One of them was high throw. I got tipped off a receiver's hand. Um, I sucked in this game. Vin was really good in this game, and I'm pretty sure he threw for five or six touchdowns. Ran one and maybe two. Right. Yeah, he was dominant. I honestly don't have much to say about this game other than Memphis kind of dominated from start to finish. We were really lethargically tired and pissed off probably from the last game. That did you watch this game? Which one? Memphis this is Memphis. Memphis. Nah, Again. No, you didn't. You just stopped watching Kirschman for the whole uh, day? He was hurt. I, there was really no reason for me to watch I him. couldn't agree more. No, but <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm trying to think if I can talk more about Memphis. Their, off- their offense was moving. Like, they kind of got what we wanted, what they wanted. And there's honestly not much more to say than that. I wish I had the stats, so at least make it a little bit longer of a, of a recap um, on the game. But, um, yeah, Memphis looks really good. They got a big win in their first game of the doubleheader. That probably uh, could have been a reason for their their uh, their, their uh result in the second game but they did get a big win over louisville dropping us to zero and two on the week what's your thoughts on louisville going forward tommy i think if your whole team shows up and you're healthy i think you'll be fine all right i agree I too yeah no dylan no uh i was hurt uh we also had no uh i know we had eight of us we had eight of us um i'm sorry no joe stulak no joe stulak so yeah no it is what it is that's, memphis picks up a big win they that, get that's three people in your on your defense that's key yeah 100 percent. no our defense our defense definitely sucked in this game i think we allowed 77 points on the day yeah. not bad not bad all right um an absolute crazy game a&m versus army i'll let you talk since you haven't talked a lot on this podcast army win uh a&m wins uh 20 to 18 you know i thought there might be some let down with army uh you know coming off a big win yeah. against you know rival uh team like yours uh, no, they came out on fire. Uh, they really took it to, to A&M. Uh, and I thought they might have put this game away early. Uh, I believe A&M got back with, a, with an interception. Yeah, they were. I think it was 19 to, it was 18 down to, six, 18 to 6. No, no, Justin oh. had scored one, so it was 18 okay. to 6. And Army marches right down the field, get inside the 7, 8-yard line, and slant right off Kevin Morris's hands. Justin picks it right, right in the right spot, right time, takes it to the house, and just completely changes the complexion of the game. Yeah, turn it around. 
Uh, <laughs> Army up 18 nothing in this game. Yeah. Yeah, they just scores. Justin scores all three times, two receiving, one pick six. Kind of wins the game for A&M. And listen, that's what the number one pick in the draft is supposed to do. Yeah. Um, this was a matchup of two dominant athletes, Mike and Justin. Um, Mike definitely lived up to the billing. I would have liked to see Mike on defense a little more towards the end of the game. I would be remiss to say that Mike did throw a game-winning touchdown but was called over the line of scrimmage, which after review of the film does look yes, like he yeah, was a little bit was. over the line. Um, but still, a, a play that you look back on and you think to yourself, okay, and I'm sure they got the win. But AM didn't like the way they felt after the game. I talked to Sir. I know Sir too. He yeah. wasn't happy. Exactly. I go, listen, yeah. so you're down. You guys are down three scores. You came back, <laughs> won the game. How could you not be happy? He just felt he didn't play well enough. And I don't think he did. I think he was in his own head a little bit. I think he was. Um, I don't think Bowen played a very good game either. Um, I think that their defense was just able kind of to keep them in the game, keep them lingering at eighteen nothing. Big play before the half too. That uh, cross field throw. Connor Mullen mosses two guys in the end zone. Uh, at that point, I kind of thought Army was just gonna kind of run away with it. But yeah, I, that's what I the thought. The big drop by Kev um, kind of—I'm not gonna say cost them, but it, it gave A&M a lot of life when it looked like 24-6 was incoming. Now it's eighteen to twelve or eighteen to thirteen. Yeah, so Army can play. Oh, Army is amazing. I don't even know how I'm gonna rank the top seven teams in the league right now, but Army oh. is Army is right up there with the elite of the league. They're up at to four and two after six games. They have four games left in the next two weeks. I'm not going to be surprised if they finish anywhere between eight and two, seven and three. Love the way Mike's playing. I'm not even going to criticize his jump passing. That he no, has I know stop. you want. I know you want to criticize well, him. He's you know, playing if it, well. If it's working for him, you know. Yeah, you know it's working for him. He's playing really well. Army comes up short. A and M remains the only undefeated team in the league. After me and them both came in today undefeated, A and M gets their win, moves to seven and zero on the season. Army drops to four and two, but. I'm not. I don't care about record right now. Army is definitely a team that I don't think people really are lining up to want to play right now. All right, next game, eleven o'clock slate. Let's talk about um, Rowan against UAB. UAB wins twenty-two to nineteen. Close game. Um, Rowan jumped out on them early, had a thirteen nothing lead, um, I believe. Uh, Dexter had scored a touchdown. Paulie had scored a touchdown. Remy and Remy as well. Um, UAB though shows a lot of life in this game. Comes back, um, not really the big plays by him. We had the one Moss touchdown. Um, he scored three in this game, but like he didn't have that game breaker. I thought Rowan did. Rowan's defense did a very good job of pulling his flag every time they touched the ball. Yeah, there, there was no like five yard pa- uh, pass to the house, mm-hmm. uh, which he's famous for. Uh, they played. They're very good, very sound defensive team. Great flag point team. Might be might be one of the best flag point yeah. teams in the league, yeah. if not the. Yeah, we were just hope we said, listen, the defense is gonna keep in the game. We're hoping their offense comes around, and, and it's in the beginning it did. In the beginning of the game, it came around. Sometimes it takes a week or two, a couple of weeks to click, but uh, they're, they're moving the ball well now. Yeah, they are moving the ball well. Just kind of sometimes getting stuck inside the five, inside the ten. Still, would like to see Negron get the ball, get rid of the ball a little, a little bit faster. Quicker, yeah, um, I was looking at films. He's got a lot of guys that, that you know. Like a ten yard out into the flat, boom, he's there. Get yeah. it to him, you know. Don't don't look at him, look away, and then try to come back to him. He likes to. Uh, he definitely is looking for the home run a lot of times. Um, we see guys do that play that way. Sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. He has the home run guy on his team. He does. Um, I will say the offense has definitely looked better than it did in the first couple weeks of the season, which I kind of expected because it always takes a little bit to acclimate to the league. Um, but. In and this game, they were unable to kind of get that last push to kind of get them over the edge. I'm going to give a lot of credit to UAB in this game. They had Venerita playing corner. They had all of their big men show up to the game and none of their, like, quote-unquote athletes. Only it was IB, um, 
Mikey and A-Rod, and then they had to play Venerina in the back because you had Blizz, Jarwar, and Dean Wiatrowski, who, they're they're athletic, but those are the guys you want rushing the passer. So Venerina steps up, plays DB, had a couple of pass breakups in this game. Um, nice. UA, yeah, yeah. No, listen, UAB, they're strong, a very, very strong team. They moved up to number two in the standings on the week. They get the big win. They moved to 6-1. and one. I like that Mikey is kind of just at times saying, all right, IB, take the snap, make a play. Right. Um, he scored on a one-yard touchdown, had a nice, like, 10-yard run in the beginning of a drive, kind of just sets you up going forward in the drive. Um, I'm very high on UAB. The only loss this season was an overtime no, loss to us. Yeah. Um, a- any turnovers for uh, Rowan this week? I know you don't have stats. I, no, I don't have stats. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I only watched the game two hours ago. Sorry I don't remember. I, yeah. I don't remember him. Turning, I don't remember there being many turnovers in this game. Which is a good sign. Yes, very good sign. Um, Negron is definitely playing better. Mikey is playing at the top of his game right now. IB looks super electric on the field. He is definitely in the running uh, for MVP. So I think Mikey is as well. They're, in the, they're near the top. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Rowan going forward. I think they're in the top. They're in the the upper echelon of the bottom seven teams. I think right now there's a top seven and a bottom seven. There's seven teams that are above 500, right. and there's seven teams that are below 500. I think Rowan is trending in the right direction, as we said last week on the podcast, and I think they're in the upper half of the top seven, that of, of the bottom seven. I, I misspoke on that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. Hey, listen. Okay. I think they're trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, 22 19 final for UAB. All right, next game... Uh, on the dock, it was Cal U against Memphis. Two teams playing on the second game of a back-to-back. Cal U had an hour uh, dr- uh, break in between, okay. and it kind of looks like maybe that was the reason why. Because not, I'm not saying there's only reason why, but Cal U looked a little more energetic on the field. They jumped out to an early lead. Um, their defensive line was causing some pressure. I thought Vin was uh, not having an easy time finding as many open receivers as he did in the first game against us. Yes. Um, definitely faced a better defense. And I think Cal U came in a little angry. They needed to get a win. That was a big win by Cal. You know, that's, you know. Huge. 33-12 final. Held Memphis to, uh, held Vigorgano to two touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. You on a mini losing streak, and then you got to play, you know, one of the top teams in the league. Yep. Well, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And to pull off a win like that, uh, I thought that D-Land played. Douglas played great. Um, who is the? Uh, Mancini? No, no, the big guy. Uh, Delon's brother. That's uh, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. Da- Daryl. Uh, like I said, we were telling this guy hasn't been playing at full speed, but this game he had to pick up a little because Douglas was yeah. was giving a look. Douglas had yeah the speed move. He had the power move, and you know Douglas accepts the challenge, man. He yeah. wanted well, it. Listen, he's he's always been one of the better uh, defensive linemen, better yeah. players in this league, and, and you know he showed it. Yeah, I think I'm not saying he got the best of Darrell, but I'm just saying he gave him he gave him gave him problems. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I think that was a good matchup uh, on the line. I think Darrell and Douglas they really were they were going at it. Um, I think one of the big moves in this game that Collis finally decided he needed to do was take Ryan Oshbar off the offensive line, put Tommy Pierce in the line. Tommy Pierce is a bigger guy. He doesn't have a problem blocking. Doesn't have a problem being physical at the line of scrimmage, the point of attack. So I think that was a move that needed to be made, especially because. Memphis is a very big op- defensive line. Chris Hunter, Vingargano, Latempa, Darrell, all guys that step on the D-line for Memphis. I like the adjustment that was made, and Kyle saw what needed to be done. And I, he, I respect Kyle tremendously. Oh, he I love Kyle. He, he knows the game, uh, and, and sometimes he's a little bit too nice. Talking to him, he says, you know, I'll try to get everyone playing time. I want to make sure no one's sitting on the bench, and I respect that totally. But you got to know, you got to pick and choose at the right moments when mm-hmm. – a certain player has to be in or out. You yeah, know? I know, and I agree with that. And listen, I love captains that do what you just said. Yeah. Throughout the season, listen, there are ten games in a season. There are there are ways to play the players you draft at the bottom of the draft. 
plays. They don't. They, they feel part of the team and they feel part of the the culture you're building. I'm gonna sound yeah. cliche, but it's true. Um, obviously, I think everyone. We're all grown ups. We all understand that when it the going it gets crunch time, your best seven guys got to be on the field, or your best seven or your best eight, whatever you got. Um, I think guys at the bottom of the draft understand it. I think if you build guys into roles on a team, they understand that when it comes down to it, some guys got to be on the field, some guys got to be off the field. Cal U was very dynamic in this game. Will Saba had a couple big catches and runs. Douglas scored a long touchdown. Collis ran a few in. I like Cal U, man. I've been saying it all year on the podcast. They, they're 5-2. and two. One of their losses without Collis. Collis actually loses. Didn't even talk about it. Collis' first loss in the league was earlier in this day. He um, wasn't at the game against us. So, he, it's, it, listen, he came off of a loss with a really big win against a really Huge good opponent. A quality team, yeah. 30-30-12 final. Let's hope this gets them back on the right track. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I, and I think it will because I think that they, they kind of like I, like I just said they're, they're figuring out who are your best seven how yeah. do you play them effectively um, and I like they have a creative offense they kind of find ways to get everyone the ball and Collis is a dynamic athlete yeah, so like I'm not that. counting them I out I believe on extra points I think uh, Petey might have had two conversions <laughs> yeah he probably did uh, I, I like because the defense geared for Collis for the run yep. and he had Petey sneak across the back a couple of times couple times yeah right across the back yeah, yeah. I, I like that I like that a lot I, I, I always love play action off of that to, you know, roll out and yeah. throw to a guy coming across the back. 100%. Always love stuff like that. And uh, Collis is a very creative offense at times, and uh, he's as soon as he's getting more acclimated. He's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that on that game. All right, let's go to the 12 o'clock slate. Last two games of the day. We're only doing a recap on this podcast. We'll talk about Rowan against TCU. Rowan wins 26-20. to 20. Um, It was cold, I bailed. <laughs> it was, oh, you bailed, okay. Um, all right. So, but I was watching game film on it. Yeah, I watched game film. I thought... First thing is, Hogreave did a really good job getting the ball to Rich, yeah. getting the ball to Liam, um, letting those guys do the work. Biggest play of the game had to be the Remy pick six um, yeah. at the goal line. At the goal line, um, at the start of a drive for TCU, pops right off Ritter's chest. Remy, right spot, right time, picks it off. Quick pick six, quick t- change of events because I think Rowan had just scored also. Yeah, so now it's a two scores in about 15 seconds, 20 seconds of game time. Just not a good feeling as a team. I thought Hogreave looked all right, got the ball out to his lineman, made quicker decisions. Um, still throwing against his body, th- across his body a little bit. Don't love to see that, but it didn't cause any turnovers, or that type of play didn't cause any turnovers. Um, but Rowan, man, their defense is good. They cause problems. They get sacks. They cause havoc in the backfield, and they're physical. And they wanna, they wanna pull flags, and they wanna hustle and make plays. And they're gonna keep them in game as long as their their season stays alive. Yeah, definitely. We said that before that you know defense keeps them in the games. It's just a, it's the offense that's gotta you know picked them up at times yes uh, and they've been doing a job I, I give a lot of credit to Negron I give a lot of credit to the offense uh, and, and like I said defense is playing great and this could be a team uh, if they make that playoff push and get in if they sneak in, yeah. they sneak in as a playing team it's just a defense that's stingy that you know you know how it's like in the NFL you're playing a team who maybe doesn't have the best offense but they have a really good defense that can hold you to 15-20 points yeah. it, it gives your offense a chance to win the game exactly. um, TCU falls to 1-7 and seven in the season just not the year for Chris Hogreave. I mean, listen, he's leading the league in passing yards. He looks good at times, but... Um, TCU curse. TCU curse, the purple curse. I would suggest if any new captain or potential captain that wants to be captain is listening to this, do not pick purple because you will not win. That or just don't pick TCU. Th- don't it's pick never, TCU, yeah. too. Yeah, purple TCU in general. Just aren't good aren't good color team name for elite. Yeah, let's, uh, They've never had any type of real success. Let's banish that, that, that team in uh, colors. Yeah, it might have to. Um... Yeah, listen, it's been a rough year for them. I thought that flag pulling at times was a little rough for them in this game. 
I thought that they shot themselves on a foot a couple times, but listen, man, Rowan comes out there, gets the big win. Their second game of back-to-back, you thought that would favor TCU. Season was on the line. Other teams tired off a hard-fought loss yeah. in the game against UAB, where UAB's a physical team, um, really takes it to their opponents, but TCU, man, just not a good season. A couple of really blow, quick blow, uh, blown games late in the year. They could easily be a team that is four and three, uh, four and four right now because they've had a couple of really close losses. Yeah. Um. But listen, that's football, and that's the league. This league is always. I always predicate there are a few plays in every game that really change the complexion of the game. And like I talked about earlier, that interception, that pick six by Remy, changes everything. TCU. Um. You still have a mathematical chance to make the playoffs. You can get the three wins. You would need some help, obviously, by some of the top teams to take care of the bottom teams. Um, but you didn't need a miracle. Come out there, get a couple wins, and give yourself a shot at least. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I like I like Chris. I, I think he gets it. I think uh, he knows how to, how to play in this league. Yeah, and I if anyone's wondering, Chris is getting another year. If, you're, if anyone's yeah, wondering. Oh, yeah, right now. he deserves it. Uh, it's just... String of bad luck, you want to call it? Some, you know, plays that could break one 100%. way or another. They're not getting those breaks. Uh, but like I said, I think he's a quarterback that gets it. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times this year and kind of made th- things more difficult to close out wins or come back in games. Um, fourth down drops again. I think they had another one or two fourth down drops in this game as well. Those are the things that are going to kill you, and those are the things that, sorry to say, they're in the makeup of a, of a, a bad team. Um, Rowan wins 26-20, to and they keep their season alive with the big win. Last game of the day was also kind of a loser's leave, loser leaves town game in some ways. ASU against ULA. Sorry to ASU and ULA players. I've been slacking on the film. Try to have it's my phone's being a little wonky. Uh, I'll get it out this weekend for sure. ASU wins twenty one nineteen. Um, so this was a game that early on ASU takes the lead, goes up thirteen nothing. I'm thinking, okay, there is a chance that ASU runs away with this game. They have the energy. ULA was playing well in defense, but they couldn't do anything offensively. Then, out of nowhere, ULA the offense starts picking up the speed. Jirok looks a little bit better running the football. They tie it up at 13. They even take the lead 19-13. Fast forward later in the game, ULA has the ball. They're going in to put it up them up two scores with, like, I don't know, two and a half minutes to play, maybe. And Jirok throws an interception to Tom Garvey. Tom Garvey makes the player of the year for ASU keeps their season alive, takes it all the way back to like the four-yard line or so, or the five, six-yard line. A couple plays later, ASU goes in, gets the conversion, goes up by two. Um, they went then, one or two. Right? They won by two. They won by two. ULA drives all the no, way down. They, up, they went for two? That was they, they were tied. They, it was 19-13. They, went, they got the touchdown, went for two, got it. Why would you go for two at that point? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I lied. They were up one, one for one. It was 20 to 19. It was 19 okay. 14. Right. I'm sorry, yes. It was 19 to 14. They went for one, got it, made it 21 19. Um, but then Jarrah comes all the way down the field. They have fourth and se- fourth and goal from the seven yard line. Want to say Augie comes over and makes the big the big pass break up as Jarrah is fading, throwing the ball away or throwing it up into the end zone. ASU picks up the big win. Didn't even talk about Nick Sedano making his uh, I was league debut. Play. Listen, the offense. Offensive, offensive line wise, he only wants to block. When he's when he's in the backfield with the ball, he's electric. He scored on a 15 yard rushing touchdown, um, where he made a couple guys miss. That we've talked about that um, that jump cut for as long as he's been yeah. playing in the league. Yeah. Um, it's a lethal jump cut. Um, he scored a touchdown. He might have broke Augie's nose faking a handoff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he was very good in this game, yeah, though. How about on the D-line? D-line, he was in every time. He just, a little rusty pulling the flag for sure. Jarrock was kind of yeah, making this. How many this... seasons has it been since he played? Falcons, and that's spring. That was 
fall of 2020, so a full year and a quarter, right. year and a half now. Um, yeah, so Donovan, yeah. one of the beast players. In the yeah, state. and he's listen. He's sticking around for the rest of the season for good, ASU. Good, Hopefully, they it. get the playoff push they need. Jarok's team falls to one and five. Augie's team climbs to two, two and, five. and five. Right, two and five. Yeah. I got there. Um, big win for ASU. They needed the win. The remaining schedule is me, Army, and Clemson. Or me, Houston, and Clemson. I think. So they have to. They they got this was the win they definitely needed to keep their season alive. I think they moved what to tenth place. You're ninth. ninth now, yeah, because of the way tiebreakers and win percentage work for now. Obviously, at the end of the season, all teams will have ten wins, just so everyone knows. Win percentage comes for win number of wins, then win percentage, then uh, your point differential, your points for your head to head stuff like that. All right, um, we reviewed all the games. That's all we're gonna do on this podcast. We want to do a power rankings before we leave. Yeah, let's do a power sure. rankings. All right, me and Tommy just uh, formulated our consensus. We're doing a uh, one 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 power rankings top fourteen for the both of us. We uh, had to agree to drop me in the rankings far, but uh, it is what it is. All right, Tommy, give us give it uh, give it slow so we can give a little thoughts on it. Number one, A and M. I don't think there's a question. Seven and zero. They've taken care of business all season. Yes, they have. Uh, number two, UAB. Their only loss being an overtime loss to Louisville, and that was early in the season. I know they struggle. Well. I know they struggle a little bit early in this game last week, but a good team finds ways to win, and I think that all season they've been just finding ways to get it done. All right, here's the, this is where the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying I think anyone in this 2-7 to seven group could kind of all beat each other. Yes. Number three, I got Clemson. Okay. I uh, love the way they're playing. like the way Cle- uh, Trevor's playing. It came up, coming up a big win. And their defense looks Cal. like they are really yeah, something special. They're a real deal. So it was tough. We could have said it could have been Memphis easily. We argued. We argued, if, if just for uh, purposes of transparency, we argued what? Memphis, Clemson, and Army, Army in this spot. And, and Army in this for three. Right. But we're going with Clemson yeah. three. Number four, we're going with Memphis. Yeah. I think even though they did lose that big game to Cal, I think – They've shown that when they got a full team there and Vin is playing his ball, they're going to be a really tough out. Yeah. Number five, Army. Uh, had a couple of weeks off. I didn't expect them to play this well. They played amazing. Yeah. They came uh, in against the two number number you, one and number ranked two teams yeah, in the league. You, and You come in cold like that and, and, you, and you show that you can play with the big boys. I, First time they had their full team this this season also, and they almost knocked off both undefeated. So, so I think Army that's at number a good five. Spot. And then coming in at number six, Formerly undefeated Louisville. Yeah, we uh, we took a massive drop this week. I listen. I have no. Been... I think it's only because of the way we played in the last two weeks. I think even against Cal U, we looked we, we didn't look good, and I think the week after that against uh, right. Vanderbilt, so we didn't look good either. So let's get everyone that's been on vacation to come uh, back yeah. onto the field. Let's get you healthy, and then uh, Louisville might climb back up again. A hundred percent. And then the seventh is who? Seventh we got Cal. Honestly, I think they're only there because they have three losses. They're the only team in the top seven with three losses. Um, losses to me, Clem, me without Collis, Clemson, and who else did they lose to? Um, yes, they lost to A and M. Exactly. Um, so those are three losses of teams that obviously are all ahead of them in the rankings, but all teams that are very good. So I'm not worried about them. They just gotta figure out how to win those big games against the top teams. All right, now this is where it gets. I think there's a clear top seven. Seven teams are five and three or better. Now you're looking at the bottom seven, where these are the teams that they're going to try to figure it out. End of the season, make their run through the play-in. This, this is the team I think is going to be very dangerous in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they deserve to be where they are, but they are. 
uh, Houston. Three one-point losses? Yeah, three one-point losses. They're two and four, coming off two straight wins. Uh, they get that train rolling, you know, it might be tough to stop them. Yep, would have loved to have them play this past week um, for reasons they weren't able to, personal reasons, but some of the guys on the team weren't able to field the team. Wasn't going to make a team that's trying to make a playoff push, play without their quarterback and some of their receivers. So, um, yeah, so t- I think Houston is definitely the eighth best team in the league right now. And number nine, we have Rowan. I I kind of not. I'm gonna say I bullied you into making them nine. No, no, no. I just think that I think of the teams, them ASU and UNC. I think I would personally pick Rowan to beat those two teams if they played again this season. Rowan also already beat ASU. I know it was Week One. ASU now has Sedano, but I think Rowan has gotten progressively better since that game as yes, well. Yes, we we all agree that they probably got the best defense uh, in in the bottom seven. But, yeah, sure. And possibly get even cracked in the top seven. Great defense, and now their offense is, is coming around, and the team looks like it's rolling in the right direction. So okay. I, I like them at nine also. Next. Uh, ASU. Uh, they're, they're playing better. This is another team that it's a good team that's got to get on a roll. Yeah. Two and one in their last three with the only loss to Memphis. They, they, they gotta, just got to be a little more consistent. That's all they Offensively. need. Offensively. Um, yes. I'd like to see Augie could put a game in the 30s. Let's, uh, I feel like they – I don't even – I'm not – not factual on this, but I'm pretty sure they haven't scored 30 all season. Would like to see them augie the offensive explosion, not put as much um, pressure on your defense to hold teams under 20. Go deep to basketball, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 11, we have UNC. Remember, these are not stayings. These are our power rankings. Um, UNC didn't play this past week. The week before, they had a doubleheader, I believe, and went 0-2. They're 2-5 and on the season, three games left to play. Um... I would have liked to see them beat ASU. I thought that was a game that they they came out really shitty. I think the last time we saw them play, they were really shitty. So I think it's hard to rank them above the other two win teams in the league. Right. So I think that's kind of where we fell with them. All right. <coughs> Rounding out the bottom three, at number 12, we have Vanderbilt. One in five. Four games left. Still a lot of time to make your playoff push, but you have to play back-to-back weeks, back-to-back doubleheaders. Need three wins. That, two minimum. I'm kind of upset that they didn't play this week. Uh, I, yeah, I they to, couldn't feel the team. They had I think, think Leota played well his last game. I, I was hoping that you know I get to see him come out and you know keep, keep it rolling. rolling yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Number thirteen, we have ULA. They've looked better the last couple weeks. Jarak has gotten a little bit healthier. It looks like uh, they beat ASU. Uh, they know they almost beat ASU. They did beat TCU. That is why they are ranked number thirteen. Uh, a little shocked. I'm not used to seeing Jarak. You know, uh, yeah. at the bottom of the standings. Um, Jarak. He yeah. writes in the group chat, or Kevin chat. He writes, "I've always started four and zero, five and zero, five and one. Now I'm starting one and five. Maybe I'll make my push this way. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Listen, he's getting healthier every week, but the team is. I haven't seen Bigford in two, three weeks. Uh, love to see him back. Um, but yeah, right now I can't put them any higher than thirteenth. And uh, rounding out, number fourteen is TCU. Yep, we've talked about it before. Just not a good season from them. Uh, haven't been able to put it together to close out games. Said it before, they could easily have three or four wins on the year so far. They're one in seven. Their playoff chances are basically a zero, but they are technically mathematically still capable. They would have to just improve their point differential by a lot. Um, tough season for TCU. Tough season for uh, Liam Ritter and company. But uh, there's always next year. <laughs> And that rounds out the top 14. That's our power rankings, not the standings. The standings were posted on the Instagram earlier this week with the scores. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Only a recap this week. We'll see you guys next week for a uh, week seven preview. Subscribe on all platforms. Subscribe on the YouTube. And peace.